All right, bro. It is December 2nd. We have a lot to get into. The MLB is shut down. It no longer exists. If you go to the MLB website, there's literally nothing like even about like regular season anymore. It's all just like Hall of Fame shit. I know, man. It's weird. weird. All the pictures are gone of the player. (laughs) So weird, man. Like, man, the thing is, if you want the sport to grow, this is the exact opposite way to do it. So I can't believe, like, they couldn't figure something out, you know? So bad. But in the days right before this, we got a ton of moves that guys wanted to get done before the December 2nd deadline. So let's get into it, man. Um, We can start. I mean, let's start with the Mets. Let's start Mad Mets. Let's do it. Somehow ended up in Queens. Um, I personally did not see it coming. I, I I don't know why I always thought Scherzer like never liked the Mets. I and like you know it's Boris and there's all all of that. But yeah. Uncle Stevie hands him over forty million a year. <laughs> ends up being three years, one hundred and thirty, to be really the only probably the only team he'll ever be the number two on. Now that he's behind the ground, but yeah, huge movement. Um, this, although there were bigger moves, like, uh, money-wise, I think this might be the biggest headline just because of, like, the DeGrom, Scherzer, one-two punch. It's like, if they're healthy and stuff, they're going to be the best one-two punch maybe that we've ever seen. Um, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, we've had we've had some good ones. We've had, like, Kershaw, Granke back in the day or Koufax back in the day or, like, Glavin, Maddox. Um, we've had a lot of good ones, but... This one's awesome, man. $43 million a year. That's a lot of money. Um, especially for a guy who's 37 years old. Well, that that's part of it, man. I, yeah. I I think one thing is he doesn't seem like he's slowing down at all. So no. I, I think that's one reason I'm not as worried. But still, he's right. 37. The ground's like going to be 34, I think. Is he that old? Wow, I didn't know that, actually. 33 or 34, yeah. Man, that's that's like... I mean, just think about it, though, man. Like, right now, you guys have made some other moves that we'll get into. But, you know, having that atop your rotation, though, to get into the playoffs, like, in October, I mean, if you guys were ever going to make a World Series run, this is the way to do it. Um, you know, I think because, too, you have DeGrom and Scherzer, and then Taiwan Walker is your number three right now, who had a pretty solid season last year, too. Um Plus, Carrasco may bounce back. I mean, if if those two guys can bounce back, too, that's a really, really good rotation. Right Carrasco, there. I mean, you're hoping McGill um, yeah. gives you, like, an average season. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think the depth is no longer is no longer a strength of theirs. But, I mean, still with that one-two, they just stay healthy. It's going to be interesting yeah. at least. So, yeah, man. That's – yeah. No, they didn't see that one coming. Um, I'll shift. We'll come back to the Mets, actually. Let's shift over to Texas. The Texas Rangers. Again, I I don't know. I I, Maybe I'm being naive. I did not see all these moves coming from them for a 100-loss team last year. Right. But they go out, Corey Seager, 10 years, $325 million. And they followed up with Marcus Semien, 7 years, 175. So all of a sudden, that offense is looking very different. Yeah, man. I mean, it, this is like a year after they traded Joey Gallo, um, mm-hmm. too, who was like looked at as a cornerstone piece probably for a while there. And I ended up trading him. Um, I mean, if you look at that offense now, I mean, first of all, up the middle, that's probably the best middle infield of baseball now. Uh, Simeon at second and Seager at short. Yeah. And this gives you some flexibility with Seager, too. If you want to give him a day off or DH him, you just plug Simeon in at shortstop. So this is also helpful with defense. But, I mean, their offense, we talked about Adolis Garcia, who probably should have been considered for more rookie of the year votes. Having him in that lineup with Seager and Simeon, um, all of a sudden they look pretty solid. They also did sign Cole Calhoun, too, who had some good years back in the day with Anaheim. So we'll see what he gives you. Um, but that stadium is a good stadium to hit at, too. We've seen it, mm. obviously, in the playoffs in 2020. Um Seager, I think his numbers hitting there, including the playoffs, are absolutely absurd. Like, he hits, mm-hmm. I think, over 400 there or something crazy. So, I think that's probably going to continue. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I mean, I I was I, – I think – I believe the Dodgers offered him, what, 250? And then the other I thing you have to so. keep in mind, too, is um, the income taxes are so much higher 
here in California. So I saw that the Dodgers would have had to offer him four hundred and one million dollars to make wow. it like equal out. Yeah. So that's also you got to look at their deals with like financial. These guys want to go somewhere where it's cheaper to live. So uh, right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I also think um, another under the radar move though for them was John Gray too. Um, right. Right. Because he's obviously been great on the road. We've talked about him. He was actually pretty good in Colorado, too, most of his career. He's not a bad pitcher, but I think even though Texas is a hitter's ballpark, no place is a hitter's ballpark like Colorado is. So I think this will probably help him out a lot. Um, plus, he's going to get to pitch now more in Oakland, which is a uh, pitcher's ballpark. Uh, Anaheim isn't necessarily a hitter's park either. So mm. um, Seattle, I mean, this is a pretty good move. I think he's going to be a solid pitcher. I know they don't have a ton of pitching right now, but um, – they got him pretty cheap for what I thought he was going to get too. Four years, fifty-six million. I thought he would probably get like at least seventy-five, eighty, maybe close to a hundred. I mean, that's a pretty team-friendly deal. So no, that's looking good. I think they're not. I would not call them a playoff team at this point, just for those moves. But I mean, if you throw a few more, ugh, I can't even talk anymore. If you throw a few more pieces in there, um, right. it gets interesting. And the and the West. Um, the West is looking more wide open. So. It's pretty, I was going to say, it's pretty wide open. Like the Astros are still there, but like Correa is probably not going to be back. Um, right. Obviously, we're gonna, we'll talk about the Angels a little bit. They've made some moves. Seattle has also made some moves. So that division is going to be very hard to predict, I think, for next year because there's so many like what ifs. Like what if John Gray goes out there and has a Cy Young season? What if Noah Syndergaard goes out there and has a Cy Young for the Angels? Or, you know what I mean? It's like there's yeah. so many what ifs. Um, it's going to be interesting. Well, let's, I mean, let's look at that division for a second then because we, we had talked a little bit about Seattle. So, right. Robbie Ray um, coming right out of Cy Young, <laughs> five years, 115 million, which again is like, I feel like it's a pretty team friendly deal. Um, I do too. So, they, they're going to get him for their rotation and then they make the trade for Adam Frazier who they'll have for one year until free agency, mm-hmm. at least. So, yeah. I mean, they just won 91 games. And sure, right. like, it was probably a little lucky if you look at the run differential, but still, like, they're, they're going to be up there. Yeah, um, I think, like, Robbie Ray is a huge addition because they have some young guys coming up that are going to be beasts. Like, Cal Nick is probably about to have an insane season. Uh, they, I think they locked up one of their prospects, too, recently before he even has made his major league debut, and mm-hmm. he's probably going to debut this year. Um, I mean, Ray can go out there and shove and have another Cy Young season this year. You never know what's going to happen. Um, yeah. He, Adam Frazier, too, I think is a solid move, but. I was, I was curious about that from San Diego's standpoint, but I guess they have a flux of infielders already. I, I was going to say, I think so. Them. Like they have, um, like they have Cronenworth there. They have Tatis, Machado and Hosmer, obviously. Yeah, and I think they have the Korean guy they signed Kim last year too, the guy from uh, the KBO. So okay, um, he's probably like looked at as the backup guy. Like Frazier was kind of bouncing around last year, mm-hmm. and I think they kind of just what did they even get? Where did the Padres get for him? I don't even know. It was probably just a prospect because the yeah. Mariners only have him for a year. But I think Frazier is a great guy to have atop the lineup in Seattle, and then you got like Kelnick, Hanniger. Like right now, I think their top three is probably going to be Frazier, Hanniger, Kelnick in their lineup if everything goes right. That's a pretty solid one, two, three in the lineup. Yeah, no, assuming Kelnick bounces back. Um, and it was yeah. only his rookie season. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, keeping it, uh, we got more shortstops. Javi Baez going to Detroit yeah. for six years, 140 million. I also, I feel like I've said this a few times, I also thought he would get more. Um, mm-hmm. especially after the little stint he just had with the Mets. But, yeah, no, Detroit's, Detroit's on the up-and-coming, man. I think they were on 77 wins last year. I think they were over 500 after May. So. Right. Yeah, this one's interesting because I really had a gut feeling that Correa was going to go to Detroit, and obviously now that's, that's probably not going to yeah. happen. Um, like, I, I don't know, man. Like, Baez – it's just like, I don't know. Detroit didn't seem like the place for him. He's like a flashy guy. I kind of expected mm-hmm. him to go back to the Mets. Obviously, we've talked about that. Or even like go to L.A. maybe. When Seager left, I kind of thought he would like the bright lights in L.A. Or even like a place like Miami or something. Like I thought, I don't know. I, I just thought he would fit 
I, maybe in Detroit is going to bring the flair they need, and these young guys yeah. are going to like embrace it. You never know. Like that might be part of their mindset. Um, I mean, Javi's a great player, so I think it's a good fit because Detroit may make the playoffs. Let's say twenty twenty three, if they make some other moves. I don't think I see it this year, but that division is kind of wide open too. Besides the White Sox, so right. Um, we'll see if they make some pitching moves. They already got Eduardo Rodriguez earlier in the off season, so yeah. I was a little surprised he left New York, but also just because of his relationship with uh, Lindor. Right, I know. That's um, what I was thinking, too. My, my guess is Steve just did not give him a very good offer. If he would, took 140 to play in Detroit, no offense yeah, to Detroit. Yeah, I know. Like, no, I agree, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so that's it, – it's an interesting move for the Tigers. Um, yeah. Let's shift to the AL East for a second. Okay. Not a whole lot going on um, other than really Toronto – going out and getting Kevin Gossman, essentially they replaced Robbie Ray for right. five years, 110 million. It's interesting. So, like similar deals, similar pitchers. Hey, they saved five million bucks, you know. There you go. <laughs> I, don't think, I mean I, I think they were actually really pushing for Ray. Um but honestly to me, Gossman almost fits better because they have like Ryu is already a big lefty in that rotation. So mm-hmm. They kind of have like it was like Ray Ryu were the top two there. Now it's like Gosman and Ryu. So I kind of think that balances it out a little better. Um, obviously they have like Barrios too. Um, I mean their rotation is looking really good, honestly. Now that they have Gosman, like Barrios is gonna be good. Let's see what Pearson has in store next year if he kind of embraces his role. Yeah. Um I think Gosman's gonna be fine. Everyone's talking about how like the AL East has smaller ballparks and stuff. I think he's going to be fine. I really do. Um, Gossman also came up with Baltimore, I think. So he's pitched in this division before. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing too, you just mentioned, he also had was pitching in Colorado for some starts for the Giants. Right. Exactly. Yes. And Arizona. So I think he'll be fine. I yeah. really do. One last interesting thing, Gossman, I, I found on Twitter the other day. So in August, 2019, the Reds claimed him off waivers right. like, for their bullpen. Um, and now he's like a hundred million dollar pitcher. So amazing how that worked out. But that month, August, 2019, let me read you the Reds rotation for that one month. Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, Trevor Bauer, Anthony DiScofani, and Alex Wood with Gosman coming out of the bullpen. Dude, how did they not win with that? I, I had no, I totally forgot. He's even bounced around so many teams at this point. But, yeah. I mean, good for him, making a huge amount of money now. Yeah, good for him. Um, he deserves it. I mean, he's like – guys like that you love to root for because, like, they've been through so much, and then they finally just find it somewhere, you know? And, yeah. Um, obviously, he had a great shortened season, and then this year he was – probably should have gotten a few more Cy Young votes, I think. But Yeah, he took off a, a little bit season. towards the end, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, I look at the Jays too. They kind of had an under the radar bullpen move, in my opinion. They got Yumi Garcia, who was the Marlins closer to start the year, and then he got traded to the Astros and was pretty solid for them in the playoffs. Um, mm. So, you know, if he could bounce back too, maybe give them a nice back end of the bullpen piece because their bullpen was the issue last year too. Like a a big issue, kind of. There was yeah. kind of like the problem. So I think that that helps out too there. Yeah, no, that is under the radar move. Um, yeah. And then lastly, while in this division, I want to mention Wander Franco, obviously not a free agent, signed a 12-year, $220 million extension <laughs> with the Rays, which I feel like on the surface looks huge. But over 12 years, that's not a ton of money. So no. Rays, again, making another team-friendly move to get, was he 20 years old? I think so, yeah, yeah. 20. Um, yeah, this is like – the probably the biggest contract the Rays have ever given out. I'm almost positive. It's probably by a long shot, probably. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, he's given up some cash, man, because you know that once his free agent, like once his six years from now were up, if he was a free agent, he would have made bank. Like he probably would have made over $400 million. Um, mm. So he's kind of taking the team friendly deal. Is there, can they trade him or is there a no trade clause? I don't know those details of the deal, but yeah, I, don't, I didn't see those. I mean, I just can't believe, you know, I get the Rays have their culture and they've been really good and like good for them. They've been a good team and stuff, mm-hmm. but like you're signing up to potentially play the next 12 years of your career at Tropicana field. I mean, that's kind of, 
I don't know about that, man. I gotta, mean, I get yeah, he played really good off, last man. year, but I know that hopefully now that they did this, they're like taking the race seriously. The city is, and they're like, oh, okay, we'll get him a new ballpark now. That would be nice. I mean, I would hope they took him seriously. They've won like a hundred <laughs> games now, like every I know. year. Like, yep. But I mean, no. they made the playoffs three straight years. Come on, St. Pete, you got to do something here. Yeah, please. Um, <laughs> let's shift over. Um, one one guy as a Mets fan, I was really disappointed to lose. Um, Marcus Stroman is going yeah. to Chicago, the Cubs for three years, seventy one million. Also, yeah. thought he get more. I don't know. I mean, that's uh, about twenty million yeah. over twenty million a year. But he was coming off a great season um, for us. Um, I, I guess the Mets weren't willing to pay that. I'm not not really sure. I mean, I guess I guess after Scherzer especially, but yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. He's going to rebuilding team. Um, I think he's right, like, basically ace there now. I mean, I guess Hendricks is still there, but... Yeah, I, I would consider Stroman the ace, though. I think Hendricks has kind of tailed off a little bit recently. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, yeah, it's kind of strange that he went to the... Like, I thought he would go to a contender. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Stroman, we've seen him in so many playoff moments, like back with the Jays. Um, he's, like, such a... I don't know, high-energy guy. No, like, yeah, he's a going, huge competitor, the energy, um, everything. Right. And, like, like, look, the Cubs are, like, a historical franchise and stuff. It's, like, a cool stadium. I get all that. But I really thought he was going to go to a team that was trying to compete. Um, but, like, you know, who knows? We may see him get traded at some point during this contract, depending on what happens. I don't think it will be this year, but it could be next year at the deadline, and then the team has him for a year and a half, or it could be the year after that. You never know what's going to happen with him. Um, their rotation isn't terrible. Like they have him, Hendricks, Zach Davies. I, I think is a free agent, but there's talks that he there were talks that he might come back. Obviously, okay. no one's signing now until this stuff's over. But um, yeah, I mean the Cubs are kind of a strange team looking into next year because that division. I mean the Brewers are going to be there, but um, it's kind of everyone else. I guess the Cardinals you can say are there, but like you don't know what the Reds are doing. I don't know what the deal yeah. is with that division. Like, it's well, kind of strange. Know. Other than Pittsburgh, there's a lot of unknowns to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Cubs also signed former Yankee great Clint Frazier. So, ah, Clint Frazier. <laughs> honestly, though, I'm rooting for him because I think the New York media kind of got to him sometimes. I think he'll do better. Even though Chicago's a big city, it's not New York. So. Yeah, I'm surprised that one didn't work out better for you guys. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's one. I mean, it's not. Million. It's really not going to surprise me if he goes out there and hits forty bombs and drives in a hundred and hits three hundred next year. Honestly, because I think he just wants to get out of New York. I think that was it. Just wasn't a good fit for some reason, and that, yeah. that happens to guys. So. I mean, yeah, you saw that with like Sonny Gray, other guys. Yeah, right. so um, I'm for him all the way. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> well, let's stick in New York for a second. I want to circle back to the Mets. Um, Starlin okay. Marte. Four years, seventy-eight million, um, to be the center fielder there. Yeah, I, I like the move. I, I think I think he's thirty-three, so he, he's yeah. getting up there. But I mean, for a guy that can get on base, I've led the league in stolen bases, um, something the Mets never have. So right. basically, to um, basically, Conforto's out at this point. I mean, he's right field, but he's out at this. Yeah, point. no, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I it's yeah, good move. I like to move a lot. Um, I think he would have obviously fit on a ton of teams, um, mm-hmm. including the Yankees. But we'll get into the Yankees later. Yeah, we'll get into the Yankees. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, man, Marte fits great. I thought he would get less than four years just because of his age. But um, yeah. I think he'll be – he's a fast guy, man. He's a great defensive player. I don't think that's going to leave. Um, I've heard great things about him too, like from Miguel Rojas, who was teammates with him in Miami, said like he's okay. the type of hitter – where he just chooses what he wants to do. Like, if he wants to get a base hit, he'll go for a base hit. And if he wants to hit a home run, he'll go for a home run. Mm. So I've heard he's a great hitter, too. And I think he's going to – I know he went through the PED stuff, like, a few years ago, but he's played great ever that. since that happened. So, like, I don't even think that affected him much when he was in Pittsburgh um, because he played great in Arizona and Miami ever since then. So – I wouldn't really worry about that. I know some Mets fans I saw that were kind of mentioning stuff about that. I was like, no, don't worry about that. Like, he's going to be fine. Um, yeah. And talk about another guy they got, Mark Canna, who's kind of going to probably play some outfield, maybe play some first base if Pete yeah. gets a day off or something. 
Um, what do you think about that move as a match fan? I I like it um, for the on base. Um, honestly, just for the depth too. I, I feel like we have so many injuries every year. Yeah. So just yeah. to have guys that can kind of plug back and forth. Um, yeah, I, I like him playing outfield. I don't like. I don't know. Like guys like Dom Smith just don't get me riled up anymore. Like it just after the year he had. Um, yeah. I don't really want to see Jeff McNeil out there too much. I, I like. Well. So going on to Jeff McNeil, I was going to bring up Eduardo Escobar too. Right. Um, I think that's a fantastic move. I love the guy. He's a great hitter. Um, so yeah. that being said, do you think that once everything gets back to normal, this means Jeff McNeil gets traded? Because then you would probably have, let's say you would have Pete. Escobar can either play second or third. And then you have Lindor. Um, and maybe J.D. Davis a third. Right. Or like do they get somebody else to play or like yeah, i don't know what they do but i feel like they would probably try to trade mcneil also because of the relationship he apparently has with lindor that it's not good <laughs> i think <laughs> i think that this is like it, it means that mcneil is getting traded i think so you know man, it's a good problem to have when you have like too many guys in these spots right. at this point i yeah it's just odd because mcneil had such a good run before this season <sighs> So, right. I, and, and, I mean, you could say the same thing about Conforto, although Conforto's out at this point, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, man, I'm not sure. I think at this point I'd rather have kind of Escobar taking over second and right. um, Conhan taking outfield. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see what, what Stevie does at this point. Um, yeah. And then the last kind of major, quote-unquote major signing that I wanted to look at was Chris Taylor, um, recently yeah. the Dodgers for not, – not a shocker, but – I mean, four years, 60 million, uh, fifth yeah. year club option. Um, I think really good to bring him back, especially if you're going to lose guys like Corey, Max. Yeah. Um, you know, now they don't necessarily like have to get a big time shortstop either because we've seen Taylor fill in at short when Seager was out before. So I don't think yeah. that Taylor is going to be there to be like the everyday guy there because they also have Trey Turner this year, but uh, right. Turner's a free agent after the season. So. But if you want to play, like play Turner more at second, you could put Taylor at short or vice versa. So I think that, I mean, Taylor at this point in his career, I couldn't see him going anywhere else. Um, he's like a guy that reminds me of Justin Turner. Like he's mm. going to probably be a Dodger the rest of his career. I think so. Um, yeah. Yeah. Especially after like the three home run game and the play, like yeah. playoffs. Yeah. It's just hard to picture him anywhere else at this point. Yeah. So I think that was a really, I mean, 60 million, I think with the option too, it can get up to 73 million, which is like, that's a good deal for him, man. Yeah. Like I think it, like a utility guy like this getting paid like that is a good sign for like other utility guys in the future. Yeah. All right. So a few other guys we just want to mention, maybe not as big of names that we were used to like Scherzer or Marte or guys like that, but the Marlins made some moves, man. I think that was kind mm -hmm. of interesting because they kind of just jumping now. Like, obviously, Garcia, I think, is a great move. He had an outstanding season with the Brewers last year. I think it was his best year ever. He drove in close to 90 runs. I think he mm -hmm. hit, like, 30 homers or something. So, um, obviously, Miami's a bigger ballpark, but I think that's a good move by them. They're kind yeah, of showing I, that they're I, I didn't really say that good a season, honestly. But I, I kind of under the radar, but – yeah, man, yeah. Marlins do that. I feel like they, they get these low-key guys, and it usually yeah. works out. Um, yeah, like, I mean, talk about they traded for Joey Wendell from the Rays, too. I think that's a great move. Um, hmm. I'm surprised the Rays let him go, honestly, because he was kind of like a the Rays mold. Like, he played third, I know, that, he played some That's first, exactly like, what I think of when I think of the Rays, yeah. honestly. Um, um, but like they're so unpredictable, and, uh, too. So, like, and, who's, the, who's the second baseman there again? Um, I forget, but... Oh, Brandon Lau. Him and Brandon Lau yeah. were like they're just such in my head, they're ways. almost like the same player. Like the left-handed infielder, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Marlins also extended their ace, Sandy Alcantara. Um, five years, 56 million. I think that's mm. a great extension. Um yeah. he obviously wants to win there, taking an extension that cheap too. I think I mean he's been really good. I thought he would test free agency whenever that was coming and see what happens. Um, but that didn't happen. Um, and then they also traded for Jacob Stallings from the pirates uh, under the radar okay. catcher. He won a, he won the NL gold glove at catcher last year. Um, so I think that's a pretty solid move by them also. And, you know, offensively, not the best. I think last year he had an OPS in the 700s. So not terrible, 
Bad but average, I yeah. think they kind of got him more for his defense because Gold Glover at catcher, you you want to have that. Um, oh yeah, no, you'll take like, that. Any day. You talk about you want wanting like uh, good defense, like up the middle of the field. So they have Stallings now at shortstop. They have Rojas second base. They have Chisholm. And then um, center field, Garcia might even play some center field or he might play some right field. We'll see. But that's a pretty solid up the middle defensive team right there. Um, yeah, they're going to be annoying to play against. I don't think they'll make a ton of noise, yeah. but they'll still not be fun to play. They're like, I'm going to say right now, they're like my team to watch next year because mm. if their rotation comes together like it should and these offensive guys kind of do their thing, because um, don't forget, like they have Brian Anderson at third who's had some great years. Jesus Aguilar is at first. I mean, they got some hitters in that lineup. I think that there might be a surprise team next year. I mean, yeah, you didn't have Sanchez throw a pitch last year. Um, Pablo Lopez. Yeah, Pablo Lopez. I mean, dude, they got uh, who the rookie, too, um, the left-handed pitcher. Rogers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Rogers, too. Like, I mean, that's a solid. Honestly, the more I list up these names, they actually are, like, a okay team. So, um Good moves by the Marlins um, because last year they kind of underperformed, I think. So it's good to see them go out there and make some moves. Um, So another move I just wanted to touch on too was actually Michael Lorenzen going to the Angels on a one-year $7 million deal. So he's a guy who likes to hit too, just like Otani. So Hmm. he goes to the team where they let their pitchers DH and stuff. And Lorenzen has stated he wants to play the outfield. He's played outfield in Cincinnati before. Really? Are we about to see another two-way guy here? Like, that's interesting. Think, honest, I'll be honest. Yeah. I did not know a lot about him. Um, yeah, that's, he's had like a few career homers. He's a good hitter. Like, I've seen him hit some bombs in Cincinnati. This so. is just like the Angels thing now. That's <laughs> right, exactly. And good on him. Like, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, if this works out, they're gonna have two guys who can pitch and hit. So that's pretty cool. Hey. Um, hmm. you know, a one-year flyer on a guy that could potentially hit like do both ways for you that's pretty great deal i think um yeah no might as well yeah the angels also re-signed their closer rice Iglesias, to a four-year deal um so they're getting the necessary pitching now i think to maybe get looked at seriously um you know they got syndergaard lorenzen so their rotation now is going to be otani syndergaard lorenzen that's pretty solid top three if they're all healthy that's yeah, I mean, you got Aaron Loop um, in the back in the bullpen now. Right. Like that, obviously. You got him, him, him and Iglesias in the eight, nine inning. I mean, that's pretty good, too. Um, so, we'll see. But go Angels, man. I want to see Mike Trout in the playoffs. We always say <laughs> every year, that's the storyline. I yeah, I hope we get to him, man. Yeah. And I just want to mention an extension coming out of the AL Central. Byron Buxton is going to be a twin for at least the next seven years now. Um, he has been extended $100 million, pretty cheap okay. for him, but he gets hurt all the time. Yeah, he gets so hurt a lot. I think that's lot. probably why. Um, and listen, if he goes out there and let's say he has like five really healthy seasons out of seven, that's definitely worth it for the Twins. If he goes out there and gets hurt every year and he plays half the games, I mean, he probably should make less than this. But I think they're hoping for the best year. Right, because I feel like that's him... about the money he should make for what he's put up so far. It sucks, though, man, because when he's on the field and, like, going, I know. he's yeah. looked really good last year. I so. mean, yeah, when he's healthy, he's, like, an awesome player. He's probably the fastest guy in baseball when he's healthy. I mean, he has – he's had comparisons to Mike Trout his whole career, and he just gets yeah. hurt all the time. Um, it would be nice to see him stay healthy and – Maybe even be like, because if he's healthy the whole year, he's going to obviously be in MVP conversations. Um, you know what I mean? He's going to be a guy that they talk about a lot. So, yeah. Well, we talked a lot about guys who signed. Let's switch over to a lot of good players that are still out there. Um, and they're going to be out there because of this lockout, at least for a little <laughs> while. Um, yeah. I'll run through some of the big names quickly Freddie Freeman, Carlos Correa, Trevor Story, Chris Bryant, Nick Castellanos, Kershaw, Rizzo. Nelson Cruz, Schwarber, Kyle Seeger, um, Michael Conforto, Eddie Rosario. There's some big names out there, and that and that's like half of them. Yeah, um, <laughs> kind of weird that these guys didn't want to have a contract before all this stuff goes down. But obviously, they're going to be signed. The money thing might change though with the CBA stuff. Um, that's true. So it's interesting, man. I I thought that Freddie would have signed by now. That one surprised me too. 
I still cannot believe that he's not back in Atlanta yet. Like, and now it's going to be at least another few months until this lockout thing ends or mm-hmm. however long it's supposed to be. Like, I, I'm beginning to convince myself that he's not going to be a brave. I don't know where he's going to go. I just, I know there's been talks about the Dodgers going for him because he's from LA or the Yankees even. Um, but yeah, I think like, don't you think the Braves would have figured this out by now? I just don't understand it. Yeah. I'm good. I feel like you just give him a blank check. Like he's just right. He's the like, cornerstone of that team and you just won the world series. So right, exactly. I mean, there might be something else at play, but like, yeah, that one surprises yeah. me. Um, Correa is still out there. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think I thought Correa and story would have both signed because they saw the shortstop market. Um, they saw right. like Simeon Seeger and Baez all signed. So that was kind of surprising to me. Um, like another interesting thing too, is like the, the Braves entire outfield from their world series run are all free agents. It's still just sitting out and there right they now. have yeah. not signed. How has no one signed them? Rosario, Duval, Soler, and Jock are all free agents, and nobody signed them yet. Like, and they're not going to be that expensive either. I mean, no. I don't think they need to make more like, than a hundred. So, no, they had great, like, they had a great run, but they're not going to make more than a hundred million. Like, I see them all making between, I don't know, but let's say between forty and like eighty, maybe something like that. Um, right. And they're all good players. Like, that was odd to me. Um, and I think like Nelson Cruz being out there still is makes sense like that's one that makes sense to me because we don't know if it's going to be a universal dh or not that's so that was one thing that actually made sense because if there is a universal dh he's obviously going to have more suitors after this is over so Mm -hmm. i think that one kind of makes sense but most of the other ones i'm kind of like sitting here really like you guys didn't want to get this over with like because now they're just going to be sitting at home through the holiday season through january and february most likely without a team yeah well, let's, I mean, a similar note, let's talk about the teams that didn't really make moves. Um, one thing was interesting. Well, I'll circle back in a second. The 11 biggest contracts that have been given out this offseason have all been by teams that didn't make the playoffs. Right. And then every single deal over $100 million was also non-playoff teams. So on that note, the Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, Astros, Cardinals, Brewers have been pretty quiet. Yeah, like – some of them made like a move or two. Right. Some of them really did nothing. Um, yeah, that was strange to me, um, especially for like, I mean, uh, let me just get right into it, I guess, especially yeah. for the Yankees. Um, I don't even know where to start with this. Um, I, it's just, I don't understand what Cashman's thinking. Um, whether the move was to trade for Olsen and Bassett or Olsen and Manaya, or the move was to sign a shortstop or do both. You should have done that before the CBA stuff was going on because now we don't know what's going to happen after all this. And I know that no moves can be made, but like, I mean, come on, you should have done something because now the Yankees fans are pissed, including me. Oh yeah. I've um, seen on Twitter. They're not happy. And, I, I, I get it. It can still be like salvageable if right when this ends, during that first week, Cashman just does everything he's supposed to do. Then it will be fine. But now you have a bunch of pissed off fans for who knows how long. And you could have signed Trevor Story. I'm, I'm not on the Correa train, but you could have signed Correa. Okay? You mm. could have traded for Olsen, who I think is obviously going to – I think he's going to be a Yankee. I do. Um, I think Cashman realizes that as a left-handed first baseman, it's perfect for Yankee Stadium. But we'll see what happens. Um, I just don't understand why they didn't really do much at all. I, they, I don't even know if they made any major league contracts like during this <laughs> during this crazy week. I don't even think they signed anyone to a major league deal. They may have signed some minor league deals. I just don't know. I mean, I don't know, man. I know that we're like we have a solid team right now, but you even could have extended judge that way you get that over with. Like they didn't do anything. Like I just, right. I mean, why. I mean, Rizzo is in there. Um, maybe right. you sign him. Um, not, not sure what the move is on that. Yeah. Um, but now it's all got to wait. So now we just sit here and wait. <laughs> right. I mean, um, I'll, I'll switch. Uh, I'll, I'll switch to Dodgers for a second. Um, 
Yeah. Who, you know, I, I feel like losing Scherzer and Seager wasn't like shocking. I, I think you kind no. of saw those coming. But on their hand now, like, like major losses, I mean, you still, and they, I'm thinking who they can still get. I, I mean, we talked about Freeman a little bit. I mean, they might re-sign Kershaw. We don't know yet. Right. Kershaw, um, re-sign. Maybe but their rotation like... is looking very slim right now. I think it's Bueller, Arias, and that's about it. Okay, but the like thing is, names. though, most of the free agent starters are gone now. There's a lot that's of position insane. players left, but starters are basically gone. So, yeah. I mean, at yeah. this point, you really got hope, like, Trevor May is going to be healthy soon. Tony Gonsolin, like, can yeah. become a consensus starter. So, I know. I'd be a little concerned. I, yeah, especially with the plus, like they the also Ken, still... Kenley Jansen's not there either. Kenley Jansen is a free agent still. Like, I don't know, man. It's like I think if they wanted him, they would have got him already. I don't know if they're even looking mm. at him anymore. So yeah, yeah. The and Padres, I mean, granted, like you said, yeah, they're granted the Giants got worse, um, losing Posey, losing Gossman. Um, they did get Desclafani back though, and they re-signed Alex Wood. Um, yeah, they also signed Alex Cobb. So. Yeah, it's like they didn't get necessarily that much worse, in my opinion. They are losing Bryant, too, I guess. Well, we don't know yet, but right. I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, but I, I guess the thing is, like, you, so they're still basically going to be up there with the Dodgers. I, I have to think the Padres are going to be a lot better than they were yeah. last year. So, I don't know, man. I'd be a little concerned about the Dodgers. Man. Yeah, I would, too. I mean, I think their rotation is just a big issue right now. Um, like obviously Walker Bueller can go out there and pitch with anybody, but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Arias has been good. He was the league leader in wins last year, even though that's not really a stat you look at, but that is what it was. Um, I think like the Astros not doing something at shortstop was kind of interesting too, because yeah, true. Like, again, I, I know you're probably not going to get Correa, but even like no replacement, I thought maybe they would go for like a lower tier guy, but just get a shortstop because Even like I don't a seven, have anyone to play yeah. short. I, I could have right. totally seen him going to Houston. So. so, yeah, that was interesting to me. Um, I don't know, man. I think, like, the Cardinals barely did anything, too. And they made the playoffs last year. Like, that was weird. Um, and, they, and they just slipped in. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know. Some interesting – non-moves i guess we could say <laughs> was there um was there a move that was like very surprising to you um yeah i mean honestly a move that i think was probably the most surprising maybe under the radar i guess could go into the same category here was um hunter renfro got traded to the brewers yeah from true, the red sox true. that happened like really late last night like right before the deadline um so yeah i mean i he had a great season with boston last year a lot of people don't realize how good his year was yeah he, he was 31 homers 96 rbis and an 816 ops in fenway where i know the green monster is there but right field is huge and so he had 31 homers there um who did who did boston get back jackie bradley jr actually <laughs> i i don't really yeah. care for that move at all for no most. that was a very strange move for Boston's standpoint. Um, like we talked about JBJ, he had like the worst season ever last year, Awful. pretty much. <laughs> so that was like weird, but good for the Brewers, man. I mean, if you look at their outfield now, Yelich, Kane, and Renfro left to right. Um, if Yelich can kind of bounce back and Kane can do what he's done his whole career, um, that could arguably be the best outfield in baseball next year. Um, in my yeah. opinion, if Ren, if Renfro, I mean, think about it. Renfro is going to be playing in Milwaukee now. He's probably going to have even better numbers than he did last year in that stadium. So, plus, um, defensively, that outfield is awesome too. And Renfro is an outstanding defender. So is Kane, obviously, and Yelich has. I think he's won a Gold Glove before. So, that's a pretty good defensive outfield too. I mean, yeah, good for the Brewers. They didn't they didn't do much, but what they did when they did do something, it was like a pretty decent move so yeah that was for me the most surprising i think i like that um what about think, you yeah i mean I, I touched upon the rangers moves um I, I do like the idea of like players going to teams that aren't good yet and like helping them build up like i'm really just not a fan of like super teams and like piling yeah, on like no. that so that and of course there's money involved there's it, it's all like 
we just talked about Seeger and everything with yeah. income taxes and all that shit. But I, I think that's interesting. And, and I think because of that, you're going to see like more parity next year. Um, yeah. A lot more teams should be in it. I don't think the Rangers are going to be in it. But like, I think the talent's kind of spread around a little bit more, which is kind of interesting. So, um, yeah. More t- like come August, more teams are going to be fighting for right. spots. So, yeah, I like the fact that more teams are going to be making trades too. It's like it's better for the sport when a lot of teams are trying to compete rather than having a lot of teams trying to rebuild. So, like, let's say at the deadline, Detroit is like in the wild card hunt. They might make some moves and then they might not work out, but. Yeah, you know, if you have Javi brings you on a tear, who knows? Maybe they get that second wild card somehow, and you know what I mean. It's like you never know what can happen. And you look at like the American League. I think, like the AL East, there's going to be four teams competing right now. The AL West, the Rangers are obviously trying to compete. So are the Angels. So are the Mariners, and so are the Astros. So that's another yeah. four. And then in the Central, I think Detroit's trying to do some stuff, and then you got the White Sox. So. That's four, eight, that's 10 teams out of 15 that are uh, trying to really do something. So, I mean, the National League, too. I mean, I think, like, the NL West has three teams. The Central, three to four, maybe, with the Cubs. And then the East, I mean, I think everybody is besides the Nationals, maybe, as at this point. So, there's a lot of teams that are going to be there. All around. Yeah. So, I mean, which, which is, I think I agree. I think it's better for the sport. Yeah. So let's talk then after all these signings, um, <laughs> the first MLB lockout in 26 years has now begun. Um, any to, cause I'll be honest. I be, because of that, I did not know a lot about lockouts before this. Yeah. I, I we both had to read up on it a little bit. Um, yeah. any type of transaction, whether signings, trades, like roster, moving back and forth between minors and majors that's all on hold until the players union and the commissioner's office and the teams can come to an agreement. Um, a lot of issues at play, um, that were not agreed on expanded postseason with 14 teams. I freaking have to lead. Jeez. Um, <laughs> free agency after six years for rookie contracts instead of seven, um, revenue sharing, um they talked about like a draft lot like a nba right. draft lottery yeah um yeah there's a lot going into man and obviously there's yeah. how much of the revenue players are gonna get so right. it sucks man like there's no other way yeah it's <laughs> and there's a lot we don't know too yeah there's probably a lot going on behind the scenes that we really will never even know about um what we gotta hope for is that come april 1st they figure something out. Um, yeah. I mean, let's not even say April 1st, let's say mid February because they need to have a spring training before the season can start. Um, right. I think this is really like painful for us as baseball fans too, because this is happening two years after we just had a delayed start due to COVID. And True. Yeah. we can potentially have the exact same thing happen and have a fucking 60 game season come starting in like the end of july again Mm -hmm. so i really hope not i hope that they figure something out because now that all these guys signs man we want to see all these guys play (laughs) you know yeah Um, and And i think like go ahead go ahead uh another thing that they're talking about too is the dh in both leagues and i think that should be that. that should be easy like it should be yes we're gonna have a dh in both leagues but i hope that's not an issue that they're like arguing about because who's holding that up I don't know. I, I, I hope that that's something that they actually agreed on. Hopefully we don't find out that that's like a reason why the lockout happened because that would be really pathetic, honestly. Also, man, I, how do you feel about expanded postseason? Okay, well, I think 14 teams to me is too much. I would like it to be 12, not 10. 12? because I think that that also gives like during the COVID season, there was 16 and like, yeah. Did mediocre teams like the Astros who were under 500 or Marlins. I forget. There was another team under five. Yeah. Right. The Marlins, I think. Yeah. Um, like, did they make the playoffs? Yeah. But like, and, but there were more games to watch. There were more fan bases excited for the playoffs and at the trade deadline that year, even though it was only after like a month of playing, 
a lot of teams made moves, whether it was the Marlins getting Starling Marte from the Diamondbacks or um, there were some other moves, I believe, that were like halfway through that season. It was just kind of strange. It was only like a month and then they got traded. Um, mm -hmm. I think for I think like when it's closer to half the league, that's too much. But I think 12. So maybe having like six from each league would kind of I would like that. Because that gives teams more of a reason to trade at the deadline, too, instead of just sit back and lose. So, I don't know. What do you think? I could I could probably get behind 12. I, I honestly, though, I, I like um, – we're at 10 right now. Yeah, 10. Because yeah. um, I, I just don't want to reward mediocrity. And I say that as a Mets fan who, like, right, we, right. we're like – we're trying to just slip in at this point. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, like, I really would never want to see like an eighty-win team, like an eighty-two-win team get in. I, I just feel like right. it has to be better than that. Um, so, what I think is interesting too is like last year. Let's look at the American League, for example. If there were, let's say, fourteen teams, that means that Seattle and Toronto would have been in. And see, they would have been in with ninety and ninety-one wins too. See, and so. that's that's a thing that like that would have been perfect. I, I'm right. Like that, they deserved again at that point. I just yeah, think there be years it doesn't happen, and that's and that's what's so. Yeah, you can't pin that down. I know. So. I agree because like if you look at the National League, the Cardinals made the second wild card. I believe they maybe had ninety, maybe ninety, but I think it might have even been less. Right. And then like the the next team after them. I don't the know, Reds. maybe it would have been the Reds, maybe, who probably had, like, 84, 85, maybe. So, yeah, that's – I agree with you with that. Like, I yeah. wouldn't want to see a team like that get in. But I think it would be interesting, let's say it was 12. So, maybe you give, like, the first team, the first seed, like, a bye. I don't know how that would work. Um, I could get behind that. Yeah, I'm not sure yeah. that would work either, but I, I think it's going to go away. Yeah. Um, I think that – this is probably a big issue is probably the free agency thing. Six to seven uh, six yeah. instead of seven. I think the league probably is saying, fuck no. And the players are like, yeah, we want that. So I think that's probably a big issue because we've seen it before where like it was, whether it was the Cubs holding Chris Bryant out for the mm -hmm. first, whatever, two weeks of his career. And then he came up or whatever. We've seen it with guys. Right. Having, like these guys deserve to hit free agency and make as much money as they possibly can. And like, they deserve it earlier, I think. Um, because if it was after seven, guys have more of a chance of getting hurt or they're going to be older, so they'll make less money, things like that. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about it? Yeah. No, I think that makes sense too. So seven is a, seven is a pretty large amount. Um, yeah. I, can, I can get behind six. Um, one thing I, I want to touch on as we kind of wrap this up, um, we had mentioned um, COVID and how, when did the season start? Like August that year? It was like the last week of July. Right. Yeah. But like, if you remember, they were even having trouble coming to terms with that. And it wasn't because of right. COVID, it was because of money. And they couldn't yeah. figure out what, what percentage the owners get. The players right, get. I'm right, pretty right, sure that's how it worked out. And yes. like, I don't know, man. I just feel like other leagues don't always have this problem. Like we just went through this with, yeah. um, and that was, I, I, I think in hindsight, we're like, oh, it worked out fine. But at the time, yeah. I, I think they weren't sure. And like, I, I just feel like this, this money discussion is always coming up for MLB. And I just yeah. don't see as much with other leagues, which is just kind of annoying. Yeah, I agree. I just feel like, I don't know if it's the owners or or the player i don't know like who's to blame i guess maybe it's the league and the owners because like i would i guess you could look at it the other way i don't know what it is but i agree right with the you. players are also much. millionaires but like yeah. not all not all of them are getting the huge contracts so right yeah man like it's it's a lot <laughs> more like this could be over in a few i mean a few weeks and then we're like oh okay everything's going fine but like at the time right. you, you don't know and yeah, now freaking um, MLB's website's all just like Hall of Fame ballots. Like, I don't care. I want the league back. And it's like, uh, yeah, I know. Like, I'm wondering too, like, it, MLB Network, I think, is a part of MLB. So, like, what are they going to talk about now? <laughs> what? Or like, I was just thinking like, that. <laughs> they're just going to talk about the Hall of Fame ballots all day and like play old movies or something. Like, what are they going to do? I don't They're like making themselves lose money. So, it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, I'm confused. Like, are you, you're not going to talk about the league at all? Like you're just gonna pretend like I know. Like, like this. 
I guess like probably today they give updates on the CBA stuff. And then after that, I don't really know what they do now. Um, it's yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's not a pretty sight. I know we've probably only experienced like maybe one or two lockouts in all four sports in our lifetimes. I know back, I think when we were probably maybe 10 years ago, NHL had a lockout. NHL, um, NBA had one right NBA around had one. So we haven't seen many happen. No. Um, but a lot of times they don't end quickly. So, I mean, we got to hope for the best here, but I don't know. We may be without baseball for a really long time. I mean, the good thing is you have the buffer and you have all December, January, and right. then you still have spring training to kind of just, just, yeah, essentially buffer room. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, obviously we'll put it back to it. It's going to be a little bit yeah. at least. But. Yeah. I mean, it's just after how exciting last year was, it was like the first full season after COVID. This right, was, right. This, I'm coming off of that, like – and, like, and, and it's also like an exciting like, free agency too. I feel like the last yeah. few years we have gotten like the most dragged out free agency where like Machado and yeah, yeah. Uh, Harper aren't signing till like <laughs> February. Like we just right. got a lot of good stuff and like yeah. So. It's like it's like we got so much stuff and it's like oh wow baseball is like awesome right now and all of a sudden it's like we just got punched in the gut and it's like all right now nothing's gonna happen and we don't see anything <laughs> like right oh, now man. now it just completely disappeared so. Yeah, it's yeah, tough, we'll, man. We'll see, we'll see. All right, for, for stat of the week, um, you had mentioned Corey Seager, like, raking in Texas, yeah. Globe Life Field. Um, so it's a very small sample size. Granted, it's 19 games, but regular in postseason now, <coughs> it's true. In 19 games, eight home runs, 22 RBIs, he's been 356, and 11.95 OPS. So... Hey, well, Ranger fans, you just got the best guy ever who's going to be. No, I mean, essentially, it's perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, man. It's an exciting time for them. I mean, that, yeah, you know, I mean, listen, the Rangers, too, are like an organization that has never even won a World Series. Um, they've historically not been great. So to go all in like this, it's probably a good site for Rangers fans because they – haven't seen much since the World Series years back in 10 and 11 or right. 11 and 12, maybe, when they lost both times. So we'll see if they make the playoffs with this new middle infield they got. No, it's always exciting to just go from absolutely nothing and then, yeah, like now you're finally in there. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's nuts, Corey. He's a new home in Texas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that wraps up for us. Um, but we'll be back. Hopefully, this, yeah, hopefully, lost something. Good yeah, company. we'll we'll find CBA some stuff talks. to talk about, but yeah, we'll we'll keep you up with some other stuff as we go on. So yeah, we'll 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 come up with stuff. Don't worry. All yeah. right, peace, guys.